Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KCBS Radio. Original podcasts. For the third time in five years, teachers in the Oakland Unified School District are on strike. With picket lines up and the vast majority of the city's more than 30,000 students missing school for a fourth day now. The teachers hit the bricks even though the district is offering what it considers a substantial raise, coming very close to meeting the union's financial demands. Union members admit the two sides are not that far apart on economic issues, but the sticking point this time is not money. It's the wide gap between the two sides on so-called common good issues, which has left many parents frustrated and confused. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Doug Sovereign, and this is Bay Current. The Oakland Education Association, that's the teachers' union, is demanding as a condition to end its strike that the district implement measures that are for the greater good of the school community. Those include everything from paying reparations to black students for historical racism, to finding housing for students experiencing homelessness, to addressing climate change by planting drought-resistant landscaping. These demands have many parents perplexed and in some cases downright angry, even though they may agree that these are all things the city of Oakland and the Bay Area in general should address. What they don't understand is why the teachers would interrupt the last month of the school year for things that they don't think belong in a collective bargaining agreement. I am an OUSD parent as well as a member of a union as a reporter at KCBS Radio, and I've heard from quite a few Oakland parents who wonder how our school district, always strapped for cash and with a history of dysfunction, could possibly have the resources to tackle such larger societal issues. But while this may be the first time many of us here in the Bay Area have heard of common good bargaining, in fact, this is a tactic that's gaining traction in labor negotiations across the country. And now it's front and center in the Oakland teachers' strike. To learn more about this, I spoke on our KCBS weekday afternoon interview program, The State of California, with Dr. Joseph McCartan. He's a professor of history at Georgetown University, where he's the founding executive director of the Kalmanovitz Initiative for Labor and the Working Poor, and he's an expert on the intersection of labor organization and public policy. Our afternoon co-anchors, Brett Burkhart and Patty Rising, joined me for the interview. Could you explain what exactly is meant by common good contract proposals, and where does this come from? This is a trend that I would say about 10 years old now, dates back well to 2011 and 2012, I would say, to efforts by teachers in Chicago and St. Paul to raise issues that were not traditionally part of uh, collective bargaining, but, but could be seen as part of the broader working conditions that teachers work under. And they are issues that um, teachers unions have come to define as common good issues, in part because they are they are advancing these things in alliance with community members um, around the concept that just as teachers' working conditions are students' learning conditions, the conditions that students bring with them into the classroom are also teachers' working conditions. And so to address things like homelessness uh, actually is a, a very important thing if you want to have a, an effectively functioning classroom. Kids who are arriving with housing insecurity are really in a poor 
position to be able to learn. And so lots of teachers unions around the country, Chicago, St. Paul, Los Angeles, and others have included these kinds of demands and, and won these kinds of things in, in negotiations, which have, I think, in all these cases, um, significantly improved school functioning. You know, those common good items also cost money. So had, I, I know you mentioned that they were successful in the past, but do they also take away from the potential pay demand for teachers? Well, I think at this point, um, it looks like the pay demands have largely been met in Oakland. And, and that's similar to what happened in Los Angeles in 2019. The teachers went on strike there for a week. They didn't uh, achieve one more penny in wages and working conditions. That wasn't their aim. They wanted to deal with some of these larger structural issues that they felt were so important if they wanted well-functioning schools. And so it might well be the case in Oakland that um, they're no longer really arguing about uh, wages. I can't speak for the union. I'm not advising them or anything. I'm just watching this uh, through the news. But it could be that that now what the what the teachers are fighting for are these other broader demands. Is this something that just happens in teacher union negotiations or is it spreading to other sectors like transit workers or public employees? Great question. It is spreading to other um, public um, um, sector um, workers. Uh, In fact, about six years ago in Los Angeles, there was a campaign by municipal workers called Fix LA. One of the things that uh, they did in that negotiation is they called attention to the fact that Los Angeles was actually spending more and paying fees to the Wall Street firms that marketed LA's municipal bonds than it was spending maintaining the streets of Los Angeles, surprisingly enough, and calling for some real um, looking hard at how the city related to its bankers and to to the uh, financial interests of the city. And so that was an untraditional kind of demand. Um, and these kinds of things are, are cropping up more and more outside of um, um, teacher negotiations. So I would say that teachers have led the way. So you said that in a number of cities, they have won these concessions and that they're working. How are we able to measure the impact of the common good measures as they get implemented? Well, I think, you know, that that is a question. One thing I think we can say for sure is that our school systems uh, won't turn around overnight. Um, However, doing the kind of things that are being, I think, demanded in this particular negotiation, I think are crucial to the future of our schools, like, um, you know, dealing with the 1,500 homeless students that are now part of the uh, Oakland School District. Um, If we're going to fix our schools, we've got to do that. Yes, we need to have metrics uh, as we go forward, but it seems to me that job number one is dealing with some of these really fundamental issues. What about the argument that this kind of thing is beyond the purview of a school district? I mean, look at reparations, right? We just had on Saturday the board looking into reparations in California passed it, and now some of that goes to to lawmakers. So it may not be in the purview of a school district, but they may not have the resources to address something like that. That could be the case. Um, However, raising issues of structural inequality, if we're really going to fix our schools, we have to address some of the ways in which they simply replicate existing inequalities. 
And I think the teachers are trying to put that on the table. Um, a lot of this stuff is not going to be dealt with in one negotiation or overnight. But I think in this case in Oakland right now and in others, what teachers are engaged in is a real education project, educating the community about some of the deep structural inequalities that really have to be addressed if we're going to to have the kind of education system in the 21st century that we need. You make a good case for it, but there are certainly some frustrated parents who wonder about the short-term harm done to kids who are being kept out of school versus, you know, the long-term positive impact potential of some of these common good proposals. How do, how do we balance those two things and, and weigh what's oh, you yeah. know, one it's harm completely, on the other and longer-term good on yeah. the other? Sure. It's, it's understandable that there might be some frustration. I should say that in most cases, um, you, uh, unions that undertake these um, initiatives do so in conjunction with parent groups. That's not to say every parent can support or understand this. Uh, our schools are very important in many ways and support for families and communities, including parents just need to know their kids are going to be in school and be safe. Um, however, and in these um, encounters, in these strikes, um, usually they don't last more than a week. Um, and the long-term benefits that can flow from addressing some of these issues, I think, could redound to the benefit of everybody uh, going forward. That's Dr. Joseph McCartan, Georgetown University professor of labor history and the founding executive director of the Kalmanovitz Initiative for Labor and the Working Poor. You can hear the state of California at 3.30 every weekday afternoon. You'll also find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. Bay Current is our Bay Area news and information podcast and a production of KCBS Radio. I'm Doug Sovereign. Thanks for listening. For more Bay Area stories, please subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.